Carroll. He's Harvey Corman. I'm Tim Conway. Liz is Vicky. And this is the Carol Burnett Show. No, wait. It's Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Drew, sir, how you doing, buddy? Ho, 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 ho. Episode 14. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, Ted Glover? Good. I got, uh, I, if, if I'm not as, as, as high energy as I normally am, I got uh, vaccine shot number two today. Did so if, if I get like a third eye that starts growing out of my forehead or, or like an <laughs> arm just sprouts from my chest, uh, that's the reason why. By the way, the NSA says they love our show. The, the microchip implant that you get with the shot, they tell me. It's a great show. Keep doing what we're doing. That's a great intro. Hey, have the Vikings got any of their guys got the shot yet? I don't know what's going on with them as far as getting vaccines. I would think based on, like, um, eligibility stuff. I mean, but most states are kind of opening up now, and everybody should be eligible soon. So I think they'd be getting it if they want it. I, I don't, but I haven't really been paying attention. Well, let's face it, Ted. If there's any team in the NFL that needs a shot in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that one coming a mile away, and I played right into it. I love it. <laughs> it would be us. No move. No. How about Carol Burnett? That was that was probably one of my favorite shows growing up because it was gut busting hysterical every Saturday night. And you know, different family members had their different shows at, at the mm-hmm. hunting house, at least. Uh, but everybody gathered for that one. Everybody got together as a family and watched Carol Burnett. It was so funny, dude. It, it, yeah, same in my house. It was hysterical. I mean, this is the third week in a row that we set a record for episodes. Is it real? All the family set the record at 207. And then we passed it up last week with one day at a time at 209. Guess where Carol Burnett comes in? 211, 213. 279 episodes. Oh, so that, that was like blow it out of the water kind of record. Uh, Mau, Mau, big blowout, big blowout. In 1977, the, Carol knew the show was coming to an end. Carol Burnett's a very proud person, very independent. And Carol, instead of the network uh, canceling her show, she canceled it herself. Because oh, wow. she, wanted, she wanted to be in charge of canceling it herself. Are you ready for this? Guess what day the official cancellation of the Carol Burnett show came? April 1st, April Fool's Day. March 29th, 1978. No way! That For those of you that, since this is going to air on, on Saturday morning, uh, that is the day we are recording on, on March 29th. Like, in 2021, ni- 1978, obviously. But that, yeah. How about that? That's pretty cool. I did we not know that. We didn't even plan that. And it came out did that, not. Did not. The, sh- the show is being led by weird forces, Ted. Or, or just or, or two, dopes, ones. or two, two old dopes talking football. Either or, take your pick. Yeah, that's it, dig it. <laughs> but yeah, it was canceled on this date in 1978. Great wow. show, great show, great show. I was a big fan of the Carol Burnett show. All those skits. Sketch comedy has just become a, a lost art, and it's always been one of my favorite shows. Flip Wilson was another great sketch comedy show back in the day, <clears throat> um, and I, I always loved watching Tim Conway and Harvey Corman. Try to, get, up. try to get each other to laugh every week. Okay, Novocaine. Come here. Novocaine. Take a firm hold of the hypodermic needle. Right. <laughs> There'll be a little bit of pain, and then numbness will set in. It was an awesome show. Loved it. Good call by you leading us in. All right. Speaking of awesome, uh, let's talk about the jersey we have behind us tonight. Who we got? Who do we have? Oh! Uh, go. Oh, yeah. Rope of the calf. Since we're doing defensive ends tonight, we thought we'd put up one of the greatest defensive ends in Vikings history, 
the great Jared Allen. Jared Allen, Culinary Academy. Ted, what are your thoughts on Jared Allen? Uh, I remember when the Vikings made the trade for him on, on draft day in 2008. They gave up. I'd have to go back. They gave up quite a bit, and I, I don't know if you remember, he had had a couple DUI incidents and alcohol-related incidents, and he was like, I think, one more incident away from uh, a fairly lengthy suspension from the NFL, and people kind of raised their eyebrows and said, boy, this this is a pretty risky trade, and and it turned out to be one of the best trades in, in Vikings history. I, I absolutely loved Jared Allen for his from the time he came to Minnesota till the time he left. He was just a phenomenal player that just reminded me of, of one of those old throwback guys that just, just love to play football and get after the quarterback. Some of those moves, the athleticism of that guy and the power, the power yeah. over the edge of the Talk about the bend. You know, D, D lineman get that bend that we'll talk about later in my draft thing. A couple guys got it, not like Jared Allen, but the way he could bend under a tackle and then still maintain his speed and his power mm-hmm. was, man, it was incredible to watch. He was, uh, I mean, besides what Carl Eller and uh, Chris Dolman, you got to put them right behind, barely behind them, right? I think so. It, either you can make a case for maybe Jim Marshall just out of longevity, but for for production and 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 guy that you absolutely had to keep track of on every single play, it was Jared Allen. Man, it, what watching? He just brought the energy up when he played on the whole team and the fan, the, the stadium. That game they played against the team from Wisconsin. He was destroying Aaron Rodgers. That the Favre game, the Favre's first game against the Packers in in Minnesota. Yeah, didn't Allen have like three sacks or something? He, yeah, he did. He got he that did. one down by the goal line when they yep. fumbled or something. Yep. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't block the guy. And, and going back to that trade for a minute, I don't know about you, but I would have dropped a first round uh, uh, draft pick just for Jared Allen's mullet because that was probably the most majestic <laughs> mullet. In recent NFL history, I don't care who you are. That was that's a Hall of Fame mullet, is what that is. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Bron- you could bronze it. You could yeah. do all, put you know those mullet Hall of Fame. Tootses. Who had a better mullet, me or Jared Allen? I was gonna say we're gonna have to show a picture of your mullet. <laughs> we got to do a side by side comparison. Yeah, yeah. Put that a poll up. Put a poll up on the page. Yes, exactly. Hmm. 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 Jared Allen. Man, glad to have that jersey up there today. Guy is awesome. How many sacks did he end up with? Does, does anybody have the sack, the stats in front of him? I, I do not know off the top of my head. I'll give you a hint. It was 136. I just looked it up while you were saying hello to everybody. That is 136 more sacks than I got in my NFL career, by the way. What position would you have played, Ted Glover, if you made the NFL roster? <laughs> Uh, team manager is what I would have been. Really? Yeah, I was a quarterback in high school, and I was an absolutely terrible one. But uh, I, I saw know. some footage on you on ESPN. Really? Well, was it bloopers and practical jokes? Man, your footwork <laughs> has a lot to be desired, bro. <laughs> what footwork? I didn't have any. All right, so um, speaking of jerseys, as, as we, uh, we're getting closer to our draft night show, a live draft night show on April 29th, um, and we are giving away, among other things, a Justin Jefferson jersey. Uh, it's pretty simple to enter. All you have to do is watch the show, and when you see what the secret phrase is, enter the secret phrase in the YouTube comments below. I don't know what the secret phrase is. <clears throat> Drew doesn't know. It's going to be uh, decided after the show during editing by uh by liz and by by Tunces. so get your entry in um and we'll draw a winner on draft night sometime during the first round of the draft all right ruby did i miss anything on that or are we good i actually have something for you guys regarding yeah, the draft really? okay what do you got so speaking of our live draft show on april 29th 2021 i just got a message from someone named alex i don't know you guys might know who that is can you check this out and let me know? Yeah, okay. All right, here you go. Hey, what's up? It's Alexander Madison running back for the Minnesota Vikings. I got a special message for everyone. Drew and Ted are hosting an NFL draft party via Zoom called the Vikings Report on 42921. That's April 29th. And they will be having great prizes, great draft analysis, and Drew and Ted are hilarious and will keep everyone laughing and entertained the entire time. 
So you guys make sure you tap in and tune in on 429. That's April 29th. It's called The Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. They're amazing. You guys will not be disappointed. And last, but certainly not least, Skull Vikings. Alexander Madison? Yeah, baby! Woo! Alexander Madison! That's cool! That's way cool. Alexander Madison. Maddie! Maddie boy! <laughs> thank, thank you, Alexander Madison. That's uh, very nice of you. Uh, hope you could join us. He's going to be uh, there. He's going to be there. I think you'll be ineligible for the for the jersey giveaway. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, you know what? If Madison wants it, we'll get him another one. He could He could probably he just could call probably get one. Yeah, he could just probably call Justin Jefferson. Hey, give me a jersey, man. Dude, Alexander Madison. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Thank you, dude. That's Thanks awesome. very much. That was awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. We're rolling. We got you know, you, you got to keep him ready this year. I have a feeling Madison's going to have a lot more playing time this year. I, I kind of hope he does. Not that I want to see less of Dalvin Cook, but I think they need to manage Dalvin Cook's carries and, and playing time a little bit better. They, I think they just used him way too much last year. That was great. Dude. That was awesome. Great. That yes. was awesome. Yes. All right. So we ready to get this show on the road now that Not Alexander really, Madison no. is kind of – Are we I'm done? I'm confused on what we're doing now. <laughs> Well, uh, it's really not confusing what the Minnesota Vikings did this, this past week. They were actually uh, pretty busy uh, in free agency. They actually made uh, they made one trade, and they signed two free agents. So we'll, we'll start off with the trade. Um, they traded a 2021 sixth rounder earlier in the week for uh, former Arizona Cardinals center Mason Cole. Now, Drew, you know a little bit about Mason Cole because he went to Michigan, and you probably saw him play a lot. What are your – what are your thoughts on on the new and and they're saying he's probably right as it stands right now before the draft and everything else um, that he's probably the odds on favorite to compete at left guard where he was mostly a center yeah. in Arizona. So what do you think? Is this a good trade, bad trade, indifferent? What are what are we on this? I think it, there, it, there is no downside because if he doesn't get the starting guard job, then he's got something that we always talk about on the show is quality depth. If we lose somebody, you're not bringing in Scrubby McScrubberson or Scully McFarty Pants, as you like to call him. Scully McFarty Pants. We're bringing in a good, good player who can. It won't be much of a drop off if he doesn't start. Mason, Mason Cole was a dominant player at Michigan. Durable, never missed any time. Guard, center. Uh, he actually was a finalist for the Remington Award in college, which okay. was for the top center when he was a senior. He's a good player. He's had, he's had 32 starts in his career since I think he was drafted in 2018, 30 at center, two at guard. Um, I, I am having a hard time seeing any downside to this trade. He can play multiple positions, and, and I, I just I don't get this. Well, it was a terrible trade because oh, he's not, he's not, he's not going to start at center. What would the Vikings have done with that sixth-round pick they gave for a proven NFL starter? Pissed it away. Exactly. They would have set it on fire. What do and you gotten, want? <laughs> they would have gotten some kind of offensive line project that wouldn't have panned out. What, is do, Mason, what, do, what do people want? You want a bowl of urine or do you want a player? Should be even with the tip of his pee-pee. Yours are all the way down to your bowls. I mean, how can you sit there and say, oh, man, it's a six-round <laughs> pick that Spielman's going to wait. <laughs> He's going to waste it. It was yes. good, It's a good move. Much better having Mason Cole than the jar. Yeah, we, we were talking. We were we were talking to the Mason jar. I see what you did there. De- depth. Has, you, you and I have both railed a, about the depth the Vikings uh, have had the last couple of years. And this is a great depth move. It just is. It is. It is a great depth move. All right. So we're, we're both on board with this move then. They signed a couple free agents. They signed uh, Dallas safety Xavier Woods. Um, and our old friend who we were talking about when the Patrick Peterson news broke on, on our last episode, they actually, we were both in favor at the time. Yeah. Full circle. Life, uh, life is, a, time is a flat circle. Time Wait. is a flat circle. No, you got to say it like McConaughey. <laughs> say it like I, McConaughey. I can't. I sound like Rain Man when I do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Do it. It doesn't help when you laugh over it. Okay? I'm sorry. I can't help it. You ready? Go. Flat circle. All right, all right, all right. Um, 
You know what? This is, hey, I want the producer to know. That's why we run long every week. That's All why right. the show runs overboard. Every week we hear it. You guys went too long. Oh, God, we do. Oh, sorry. This is, this is what happens when, when you have 250-somethings acting like they're perpetually 12. But that's okay. That's why we're here. It's destruction day. <laughs> um, so Xavier Woods, safety from Dallas, and, and Mac Alexander coming back. Um, what are your thoughts on both of those signings? I don't know much about the Woods player. I was kind of hoping you would have done a little research on him because I don't, I don't know really anything about it. I didn't do a draft write-up on him or nothing. I, that guy's just, you know, X-Files to me. He was, he was a pretty good safety, uh, 2017, 2018, 2019. He really dipped this last year, and, and he was kind of criticized for, for taking some plays off. But, I mean, you watch that, that Dallas team late in the year. I mean, they, they all pretty much quit on Mike McCarthy. So I, and, and he had a, a really telling quote today. He said, you know, when I was watching um, video, when I was watching uh, game film before our game against the Vikings last year, I watched Harrison Smith as much as I watched um, the Vikings offense. And I I said to myself, I want to play with him uh, and I want to learn from that guy and I want him to make me better. And I, okay, you're on good. Come on. And I I think he's going to, I think he's going to be, make a good fit for, uh, for this Vikings defense. And so, I I mean, and now, so now if you look, we're going to put up a graphic on, on the projected starters for the Vikings defense. And I, I put the nickel spot in um, and, and not the third linebacker because that's pretty much almost the base defense the Vikings play anymore. But but if you look, you got three new starters on the defensive line and Dalvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce, and Stephen Weatherly. Uh, three new guys in the secondary and Patrick Peterson. Um, assuming Mackenzie Alexander is going to compete for the nickel along with Jeff Gladney. Uh, could be Mackenzie Alexander, could be Jeff Gladney. So that could be a potential new old friend coming back, just like Stephen Weatherly, and then Xavier Woods. So if, if you look at, I mean, give credit to Mike Zimmer. He realized where his problem was last year, and it was the defense. And the Vikings have done a lot to try and correct those issues with potentially six new guys starting on defense this year. Look at that graphic, man. I mean, how can you not feel fired up on that compared to what we had last year? That's a hell of a lot better. Yeah, it really is. It, it's It's a significant investment in – what was, what, the 29th or 30th ranked defense in the NFL last year? I don't know about you, Ted, but I'm kind of surprised at how many moves they've made. I kind of expected, like, one move. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't think they'd be able to address as many spots as they have. And and everybody's saying, well, they still need to address the the offensive line. And, and yeah, they got Mason Cole, and I absolutely agree. That, that still needs to happen. But what I'm really kind of excited about is I think – I think Harrison Smith, there's a lot of games at the end of the game, that guy looked frustrated as shit. Yeah. And I think a lot of frustration came from having to coach in the secondary. I think Patrick Peterson's going to take on some of that, some of what Harrison Smith had to deal with. So Harrison Smith says, all right, you deal with these corners. (laughs) You know, it's good. I feel better that he's back there helping cerebrally. Is that a word? It is. Check out the big brain on Brad. (laughs) So that, that pretty much wraps up the Vikings news. There was a, a couple of big trades earlier this week. Really? Um, th- that that re- reshuffled the draft order for the 2021 draft. So, oh. yeah, the Jets are still second. Trevor Lawrence. The 49ers are. Yeah, 49ers are now drafting third. Mac the, Jones. The Falcons. We'll talk about that in a second. The Falcons are drafting fourth. The Bengals fifth. And Miami is now sixth. And now the, the, the consensus among NFL experts is that <laughs> the first four players off the board are going to be quarterback in some combination of Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. You know what? I hope Mac Jones' mom isn't watching this because I have a feeling that guy's going to be nothing more than a backup in this league. She's asleep next to me. You're fine. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. 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 Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. 
What happened to Justin Fields? I mean, Justin Fields went from the Dude, consensus number two quarterback. Pot mask, like Tunsil wore. He must have been caught wearing the pot mask. You know that big mask that they're smoking weed out of? Yeah. I would take Justin Fields almost right after. If I couldn't get Zach Wilson, I'm taking Fields, dude. If if you are sitting, and that's kind of the rumor you mentioned, is that 49ers are really looking at Mac Jones with that third pick. And I'm just going to say this. That's the buzz here, Ted. That's the buzz in the Bay Area. It might be a big smoke screen just to get Trey Lance. I don't know. If, If you are drafting third and you pick Mac Jones before Justin Fields, you should be fired before uh, Atlanta even goes on the clock. So you're not a big Mac, Mac, Mac attack Jones guy either? Well, I hate him because he completely ripped apart Ohio State in the national championship game. Mm. Um, who what? Who got those catches in that? Who was that? <laughs> I, shut up. Just, uh, no, who was it? Some guy? No, it was, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Okay, so let me ask you real quick. So if because I, I didn't really think this would affect the talent available. But people are saying if, if these if the draft goes the first four players picked are quarterbacks, that that leaves more talent for the Vikings when they pick at 14. Do you see it that way? Uh, Sure. I mean, if there's more quarterbacks taken, it's going to positionally, that would make sense if there's more guys that are going to be there. I mean, I just don't know if some positions have been eliminated for the Vikings. I think the the offensive linemen, they're going to have a really good choice of people. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how it goes. I, I can't wait for draft night. I can't wait for our show because it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> you're you're going you're gonna to want to tune in for that for that significant emotional event, as I'll, as I'll like to call it. <laughs> this is stupid. This is so stupid. Our, man, really, this is really playing out perfectly. For our draft show, the party we're going to have on the 29th. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so that I think about wraps it up for uh, the Vikings in the NFL. I want to talk about the defensive end position because everybody knows how important that is, and a lot of the reason the Vikings secondary got so torched last year, Ted, was because the defensive line didn't put any pressure on the quarterback. Pressure the quarterback, secondary plays better. That's how it's been for football for 100 years. If you don't pressure the quarterback, your secondary is going to get picked and worked. And you, and That's you, what she said. And you, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. You, you won't win. You won't win. You, you, can't, no. show me, you can't show me in the NFL a, a successful secondary that had no pass rush. They don't go together. Especially in this day and age with the NFL, with, 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 the, with the rules geared towards more offense. You just, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and you're expected that your defensive ends get home. Get the pressure on the quarterback and get home like Griffin and Hunter did. Look at how much better the defense was when those guys were playing defensive end. Yes. And I got some numbers that might be a little eye-opening. The Vikings only had 23 sacks last year. God, that's that just was, There's only terrible. four teams that were worse. Cincinnati had 17. And we were right down there at the bottom with 23. The Lions had more sacks than us, Ted. The Lions. This is unacceptable! The Vikings had 23 sacks in 541 plays. That, that's just, that's just mind-boggling, especially from a Mike Zimmer defense. So that's why we opened that up to talk about the defensive ends, because it's going to be crucial. Now, we're all thinking Hunter's going to come back. We're, we're hoping so. And, and if you look at the roster, um, Put it up Hunter, there. Let's look at it. Daniil Hunter's the, the big question mark, obviously, but I, I kind of think they'll get something done. Um, the, other, the other guys are currently on roster are Jordan Brailford, Jalen Holmes, Hercules Mata'afa, Stephen Weatherly, uh, Kenny Willekes, and DJ Wanham. Hmm. Hmm. Those guys, besides Hunter, I mean, Hunter is, is Daniil Hunter, and he is legit, I think, the best defensive end in football. Hopefully he comes back healthy with a with a new contract to his satisfaction. Um, so let's take let's take Hunter out of it because he's hands down the best guy on that on that group right now. Who on that line do you like? Uh, are there guys that you like that you want to see them keep? Some of those guys like Wanham and Willikis, they're all young, so we still don't know what they can do. But I like their game a lot, especially Willikis. Man, 
that mm-hmm. guy's good. He was good. He needs to be given more time to develop a little more, but he is tenacious. Tenacious D? So there's not a guy. I mean, I, I guess my whole point of this is, is there's not a guy that just jumps out at you and says he will be the absolute unquestioned starter opposite Daniil Hunter on opening day. Is there? Uh, not yet. There isn't. So he may still be in the draft. That starter may <laughs> still be in the draft. We don't know. What about free agency? Is there anybody in free agency you, that you like? I don't have my list in front of me, and I have to claim what's it claim the fifth or something on this. Justin Houston is out there. Ryan Kerrigan's out there. Alex Okafor is out there. Good players. Bruce Irvin, Adrian Claiborne. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Ezekiel Ansa I thought was was pretty good. Pretty good player for the Lions in San Francisco. There's, there's still a possibility. I mean, the Vikings, even after the um, Mac Alexander and Xavier Woods signings they have, I, I think I saw a tweet, I think it was Chris Thomason, right around $8 million in cap space. Uh, so they've, they've got the moves to make to get one more player, be it an offensive line or defensive line. They, they, they could do it. Uh, it still remains to be seen. And there's, there's players out there that they could. But let's, let's look at the draft, though, because – in the draft, there's a lot of guys that have been mocked. In, well, a couple guys in, on your list that have been mocked to the Vikings in the first round. So yeah. let's get to that. First thing we're going to lead into this draft with, <clears throat> last year, only two defensive ends taken in the first round, Ted. So, so. does that affect – does that <clears throat> uh, influence your opinion of this year's Yeah, I, you know, I was going to say – when I looked that up last night, I thought maybe this won't be such a weak draft class because edge-wise, it looks pretty weak. looks like there's a lot of guys that are going to take a couple of years to develop. Uh, they aren't going to be ready to play right away. And I think that's what's helped Quiddy Pay uh, take over the first spot is that it is a weak edge class. But that's not taking anything away from him. He's a freak. That's who, that's who we'll start out with tonight, my boy from Michigan. Oh, of course. Oh, of course, Michigan guy. Yeah, you won't start out with an Ohio State guy. You know, Ohio State guy is up there. But let's start with a Michigan guy because um, Michigan guy There is no <laughs> Ohio State guys on the yeah, list. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned something <clears throat> on a, in a group or something in a discussion about I had concerns about Quiddy Pay. That turned into Drew hates Quiddy Pay. He wants to kill Quiddy Pay. And it rolled over and rolled over. And pretty soon, Drew doesn't want anything to do with Quiddy Pay. So that's how, that's how people take shit and run with it. I love Quiddy Pay. I think he's a great I, – I have some reserve – there are some questions about his game, but overall, he's a fantastic football player. And you're going to see by when we start rolling some of these highlights, if you look at the second clip, you look at the second clip on this highlight, it tells what Quiddy Pay is all about. It's a game against the Golden Gophers. First off, let me start by saying this. There's not a better run stopper in this draft than Quiddy Pay. Really? That, yeah, by far. Because that's what they teach. That's what Don Brown teaches at Michigan with all of his defensive not linemen. Taco Charlton. They're all taught stop the run first. This is your job to identify and stop the ball carrier. Stop the run pass option. Stop the run. Stop the run. Stop the run. That's their job. He's a great run stopper, Quiddy Pay. And if that's what you need on the edge, you're not worried about pressure of the quarterback all that much, then he is your first-round pick. So um, I, I know this is usually your segment, but can I say one quick thing about Quiddy Pay? You can say something about Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay was an absolute wrecking ball against Minnesota in that, in that game. I think he had three sacks. Mm-hmm. But, but there are games it just seems he completely disappears against – against better competition. That's why I joked about the Ohio State game. If you got that, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on No, no, no. No, that'll lead right into it. Okay. Inconsistency was one of the things that I wanted to mention, and I'm glad you brought it up because uh, I don't want to kill Quiddy Pay. I mean, he's a Wolverine. He's my boy. But I have to be objective. I don't fall for the Homer thing, Ted. You know, you're a football player. You're a football player. That's a true problem. Sorry. Get this. this. (laughs) That opening game when they destroyed the Golden Gophers, they put a 50-burger on them. Mm-hmm. He had the game of a lifetime, dude. He looked like Scott Studwell all day. He, he did five tackles, three tackles for loss, two quarterback sacks. He was incredible in that game. The other three games he played in, because he didn't play in all six, he only played in four. The other three games he played in collectively, uh, one sack, 
no tackles for loss in all the rest of those games. And that was kind of my thing about Quiddy Pay. When he's good, he's really good. Absolutely right. Inconsistency, though. You're taking a guy at number 14 overall, and he's a defensive end. You need more consistency, I think. So we got to quitty talking about pay and move on. (laughs) Let's get into the number two guy in here. Azizulare. Okay. From Georgia. This guy, youngest guy out of all everybody in the Drew board, redshirt sophomore, still has a lot of development. Another guy who's developing, but he's got so much talent. Pure pass rush specialist. This guy's badass. He's probably more likely going to be a stand-up outside linebacker in a 3-4, which means not really doesn't really fit into the Vikings scheme, but his splash plays and his quickness off the edge is he's already ahead of the game on that. And I may be a little biased. I watched him play in that bowl game against Cincinnati, which wasn't the Mayo Bowl, but it was okay. a bowl game. Yeah. Against a very, very good Cincinnati team. I believe they were undefeated at the time they played. Dude, three sacks, two forced fumbles, and a safety. That guy was all over. That guy couldn't be stopped. And I love the production. That's one of the things we're going to be talking about today. A lot of these guys get up on my list because they produce. Production. Production. And Aziz Ojolari is the master of production. 23 games, 15 sacks, 18 and a half tackles for loss. When he plays, the numbers go up. He doesn't do the disappearing act where you don't hear from him for three or four games. He doesn't have that inconsistency. So <clears throat> last year in 10 games, eight and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. The guy's everywhere. The guy, very impressive on tape. I wouldn't mind that guy rushing the passer from the right defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. As you see on this thing, his closing speed is crazy. When he gets by the tackle, it's less than a second, and he's up the quarterback's gecko. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing pass rusher, not so good against the run. Going to need a lot of work against the run. But okay. I think that's because he's so intent on getting upfield and getting around the corner that he gets burned on the run a lot. Happens to okay. a lot of guys. Okay. Jalen Phillips, very interesting character. <clears throat> he was the biggest defensive end prospect coming out in 2017. Everybody in the nation wanted him. He got you know offers from everybody. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, decided to stay home and play for UCLA. Then he had knee problems. He had a couple of concussions, broke his wrist, fell off a scooter. Guy's life was just in, in turmoil. He, so, no, he retired. <laughs> fell off he retired. He, he fell off a scooter, and he said, that's it. My knee injury, I've had a couple of concussions, and now I took a dump on this scooter. <laughs> I'm giving it up. And he retired from football. No, two years at UCLA, he retired. Okay. He played sporadically because he was hurt all the time. The injuries just drove him out. Then he had this renewed, something happened. He said, I can still do this, and I can still do this pretty good. So he went to the U, back to the U. Rest in peace, Chanel. He went back to the U, and last year he got 15 and a half uh, tackles for loss, eight sacks, interception. And get this. This is the number that really stood out to me when I was researching him. He had 36 quarterback pressures in his last seven games. That's a lot. That's a lot. And like we mentioned, pressure is almost as good as a sack. Pressure, pressure, pressure. You know what he's got? The The stick in the chest, grab the wrist, throw down. Stick, throw down. Stick, throw down. Stick, throw down. He uses this move almost, you can't stop him. Is that what they call the scooter move? Because the guy was moving to get to the quarterback that fast. <laughs> and I think but, if he could put the injury history behind him, he's going to be a very good player. Fits perfectly in the Vikings scheme. Let's Now let's talk Gregory Russo because if, if you look at mock drafts and there are two guys that the Vikings go edge in these mock drafts. It's always the Pay two, and the Russo. The two names I hear the most are Quiddy Pay and Greg Russo. Now we talked about Pay, so tell me about Russo. Pay's better than Russo all day long. All day long. I don't want to hear any equal about it. I mean, I may have some drawbacks about about pay. I might have some flaws in his game that I might have pointed out. But Russo, dude, the only time I see that guy get into the quarterback is on a broken play or if he's stunting in the A-gap from the defensive end. He's on a stunt up the middle. Mm-hmm. He had big sack numbers, Ted. But if you break down and look at look at game-by-game sacks, go back and look at that. Look at the game logs. He had seven sacks against two teams. He's a guy that needs to be out in space. Now, chasing people down, chasing down running backs from the backside, chasing quarterbacks when they're loose and scrambling, Mahomes running down the field, mm-hmm. Russo's probably the top guy for that. 
very super athletic, very quick, very fast in open space. But when he gets locked on to a tackle as a standard defensive end, standard edge rusher, he doesn't he doesn't beat the guy enough. He doesn't. Oh, got to move forward. All right. Okay. A couple more guys. A couple guys I'm going to throw out there. I have a really good Viking guy. I like Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. He's seven on my list. He's about 12 on everybody else's. I got him a little higher up. 6'3", 247. The guy is never off his feet. I watched all of his tape. He only got knocked down one time. I like that. When, I watch, when a guy never gets knocked off his feet, that's a guy that's going to make it in the league. But he changed direction and closing speed. I really, really like Ronnie Perkins. Who else? Next is a guy the Vikings have to draft, Ted. I think they could get him in, like, the fifth round. His name is Cameron Sample. He plays for Tulane, 6'3", 274, number 12 on my list. Four-year starter, 41 games, lots of experience, 20 tackles for loss, 10 sacks. I think he was fit in for the Vikings' need. 4-3 down lineman. He's firmly entrenched as a good value pick in the mid-rounds. The Vikings don't take him. If you disagree with me, then you're wrong. Still needs a lot of work, a lot of coaching, but this guy might be the next Daniil Hunter, dare I say. Really? Power. That, that kind of potential? When you see guys pancake guys from the defense or the offense, just runs them over. The guy knows how – some guys know how to use their body as leverage really well, and Cameron Sample is a good example of that. And the last guy on my list is big Jason Owe. I won't put him in there just so I could say Owe and go Owe, Owe, Owe. So. <laughs> Uh, from Penn State, <clears throat> 6'5", 257, really, really raw, only played 20 games, but really jumps out on the tape. And uh, I think it's somebody else that's going to have a good, good career in the NFL. May not be a starter right away, more a rotational guy, but uh, Jason Owe. Well, you mentioned you mentioned mid-round guys, and, and looking real quick at the draft history, the Vikings since 2007 have drafted 11 defensive ends, um, none higher than the third round. Daniil Hunter was a third-round guy. The other third-round guy was Scott Crichton, who was a tremendous bust. But they drafted one, two, three, four of their 11 defensive ends in the fourth round. Um, Brian uh-huh. Robeson, who was pretty good. Uh-huh. Everson Griffin, who was pretty good. Uh, Jalen Holmes, kind of a bust. And then T.J. Wanham, who I think has the potential to be pretty good. So if there's if there's a mid-round range that, position that the Vikings are good at it's defensive end so maybe they'll they'll pull another gem out uh in this draft all right look real real quick before we go to commercial um we we meant to do this at the beginning of the show and we don't want to wait till the end of the show but uh, a couple good friends of ours Ryan Johnson and Lance Bruns have started uh, a new YouTube Viking show called Vikings Uncensored uh they just had their first episode about a week ago by the time you see this they'll have episode two under their belt and, and, Drew, I don't know about you, but I think it's it's pretty good Viking show. Really good Viking show. I've been waiting for them to, to uh, show back up and get their new show started. I know it's been in the works for a while. I love the first two episodes and hope they can keep it going. Um, it show, it's on every Friday, 6 o'clock, uh, 4 o'clock uh, Pacific time, 6 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Pacific. So tune in, watch it, support them, and uh, it's really cool. These guys are total Viking nuts. They go crazy over football, and uh, they tell it like it is. They don't hold any punches back. So Vikings Uncensored, check it out. Oh, <laughs> oh that's my Jared Allen. Yeah, kind of cool, huh? Uh, this is ridiculous. Goodness, what I get myself into. So all the guys, they start doing these celebrity auction deals, right? So I thought, what the heck? So I go to this one. Next thing you know, this dude is bidding high. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to play around round of golf. I'm going to do something super cool. Sam, can I take a break? Sure, Jared. Another break. Oh, my goodness. This lady Jan pops in and starts raising her arm like she's putting out a fire. And now I'm doing this. Yeah, take a break, Jared. Oh, you need another break, Jared. Oh, look at my Jared diorama. You better get a Jan diorama. You like that. So you like sitting in a box for... 13 hours a day, hot, sweaty, smells like beef jerky. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Wish I would have won the lottery. You're right there. We have assembled here a most congenial group brought together by the love for a truly great beer. Right, group? Right. 
Right. It's late beer from Miller. Right, group? Right. They think the best thing about it is it's less filling. It has a third less calories than their regular beer. Right, group? Right. Wrong. The best thing about it, it tastes great. No, honey, it's less filling. That's me. Take it from me. It tastes great. Who are you? You won't think this fight is no joke when you come to and your nose is broke. No wonder you don't get no respect. I tell you, I don't deserve no respect. You still don't know nothing about beer. I thought I threw you out of this bar last year. I feel very strongly both ways. I never argue. Hi, Mickey. Hi, doll. What's a nice guy like you doing in a fight like this? Waiting for you, doll. I still don't know why they wanted me to do this commercial. Like beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. Man, you know, I forgot how good those Miller Lite commercials were from back in the day, dude. Remember those? Yeah. Remember That's kind of what made John Mann and Famous. Boom. Yeah, coming through the coming through the paper on that, yeah. on that one when he said, I don't get mad. And he yeah. got mad during the commercial. But, yeah, there's, uh, I hope to be sharing plenty of those with the people because those were really, and they carried them on through the 80s, but we'll start out with those early 70s ones. But, yeah, those are yeah, fun. Yeah, it was cool. All right. So now I guess it's time for us uh, for to do trivia one more time. That's the horn that leads us in, Ted. The horn of trivia? The horn of cornucopia. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're officially 12. We're so, we're so dumb. We're just so Does it get any dumber than us? <laughs> no. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. Welcome to Toonsis Trivia. How you guys doing? Good. Toonsis. We are doing Drew and Ted against the viewers once again. We have questions from Ed, Zeidler, Mary Fisk, and Reggie Adams. Have we ever beat the, the people that call in? I mean, I don't think we've ever won, have we? We've won a couple, but we, it's not our... Us against the world is not our strongest suit, dude. You guys suck. All right, first question. This is a non-Viking question from Ed Zeidler. Who scored the winning touchdown in the Pittsburgh Steelers' first ever playoff win? That was the immaculate reception, wasn't it? Wasn't that the Franco Harris immaculate reception, I think? That is correct. (laughs) Wow. Good job. Next question, also non-Viking question from Ed Zeidler. Only five Hall of Famers have ever played for the Bengals or the Panthers. Can you name two of them? Uh, Was Collinsworth? Kevin Green played for the Panthers. Isaac Curtis. No. Ken Riley. Uh, Kevin Green. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Sam Mills. Sam Mills. Yeah, Sam Mills. I think is the second one. No. Wow. Well, it certainly ain't nobody's Kerry Collins. I can tell you. You give up? Teddy Bridgewater. No, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I give up. I, I give up. Gloves. All right, the other four were Anthony Munoz. Oh, how do we, oh. we miss Anthony Munoz? We are dopes. Flat out idiots. Oh, You're an idiot. Charlie Joyner. He played, uh, he played for the Bengals before oh, the yeah, he, yeah, he sure did, yeah. Dude, we suck at this. Terrell Owens. Who? Who did T.O. Who did play? He played for, he had him in the Bengals. Panthers? No, he played for the, the Bengals. Bengals. Wow. Like, and the last one was Reggie White. Panthers. Oh, that's right. He played for the Panthers for like a cup of coffee or one year. We didn't think through the players that, but there's no excuse on missing Munoz, dude. That no. guy's the greatest lineman in the ever, that ever. Played. One of, yeah, sure is. All right, back to Viking questions from Mary Fisk. The first one is the Vikings. Mary! Pl- Oh my god! Oh. Okay. 
sorry. Go ahead. I won't laugh anymore. The The Vikings played their very first franchise game on August 5th, 1961 in Sioux Falls, South Dakota against the Dallas Cowboys. What two players from that game would go on to be inducted in the Hall of Fame? Bob Lilly? And that is correct. Fran Tarkington. We? Yeah. Made up for the Buñoz, Miski, right there. Yeah, yeah. Another one from Mary. Who did the Vikings trade Carl Eller to Seattle for in 1979? I think that was Sam McCollum, the wide receiver. That is incorrect. Um, I'm filing a grievance because I think that is correct. <laughs> uh, Dan I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Steve Nyhouse? Nyhouse? Really? I thought it was McCollum. Next one from Mary is who had the highest body mass index in Vikings history at 43.5? Oh, Jerry Ball. I'm gonna say yeah. I was gonna say Jerry Ball. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Those are really good questions. Those are good questions. You know what? Every week, Mary has good questions. We we get great questions from the viewers. I really yeah, appreciate it. Puts a lot of thought into them. I appreciate that effort, Mary. The Vikings required the miracle at the Met in 1980 because what kicker missed three out of four extra points? Go ahead, Ted. I believe Got that it. would have been Rick Danmeyer, wasn't it? That's correct. That is correct. Good Damn, job. We are, we are machines of knowledge. All right. Now, these last four questions are from Reggie Adams, the barbecue king. The barbecue smokehouse king. Reggie, my man. What up, Reggie? All right. I don't know. Some side of ass or something. <laughs> first question. There's four questions. The first question is, I am a delicious one-by-one invite. What am I? Lindsay Lohan's profile. <laughs> dating profile thing. Hi, my name is Lindsay, and I'm searching for love. Uh, a cube steak. I'm going to say burnt end. Ted, that is correct. Oh, my God. No. Here it comes. Way. No way. How the hell do you know that, brother? Uh, I'm... If Reggie's the barbecue smokehouse king, I'm the barbecue smokehouse court jester. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear another one. All right. Reggie's next question is, I am the delicious cut of ribs trimmed from pork belly. What am I? Um, that would be the spare rib, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. That's the spare rib, right? Because the back ribs are up, up top. Yeah. yeah. Dude, if there's a barbecue Jeopardy in Vegas, <laughs> holy cow. Let him roll. Let the king shine. <laughs> What's right. next? Next. I am a perfect score in a barbecue competition. What number am I? I think it's 40. But I'm not that, sure. That is incorrect. Drew, do you have a guess? Somewhere around 40. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 30. Ted said 40. No, you guys are totally off. It's 180. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, you know what? If Ted would have got that one, I was going to say, hey, Reggie, you like apples? <laughs> <laughs> Last question. I am known as Dino Ribs Cut from a delicious cut of meat. <laughs> What am I? I, I? I was just thinking like the rib off of a tomahawk ribeye because it's like so big and thinking dino like um, what are those from the Flintstones? You remember the big ribs they they plopped on the car? Right. I, that's that's the only thing I can think of like a tomahawk ribeye. I, I... The answer is beef ribs. Beef ribs. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. I, I'm going to kind of protest this answer because okay. tomahawk ribeye is beef and it was a rib that is part of the steak it's not beef ribs but is a singular rib from beef 
And I, I would argue, I would argue his ribeye is a better cut of meat than beef ribs because beef ribs are just okay. Yep. All right, I will ask Reggie about that, and we'll see what happens. All right, that's the best back and forth rib discussion I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you for playing, you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank Move you, Tootsies. Yeah. And and thanks, Reggie, and thanks, Mary, and thanks, Ed Zeidler, for all the questions. Um, please, if you have a question, whether it's for the show um, about the Vikings or you want to ask us a trivia question, send it in. We'd, we'd love to do video. Que- if you have a video, send us a video. We'll put it on, and we'll answer your question that way. Um, again, don't forget to, to put your name in the hopper for the, the Justin Jefferson jersey, and don't forget to join us April 29th because uh, that's not the only prize we're going to be giving away. We've got several others. Look. Um, throughout the course of the night that's one of them it's some good stuff uh we've got some stuff donated some some uh great friends and fans of the show that have wanted uh put stuff up to to give away for for the draft night so uh hope you join us thanks again for everything thanks to liz thanks to tunes thanks to my co-host drew this has just been uh, a hell of a fun time i we just keep growing and getting bigger and and that's what she said and i'll let you take it home drew Thank you. We'll try to do better the next time. I think Tootsis might kill us. Thank you for putting up with us. I know it's. Like Ted said, get in there for the jersey. Get your video questions in here. Even if you want to sing on our show, you want a video, you you playing some guitar or something, we'll send it in. We're for you. We're here for you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing to the show. Thank you for Jared Allen being here tonight. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Tootsis. Thanks, Princess. And in honor of our TV guest tonight, Carol Burnett. I think I'm going to take it out with her song that ended her show. Now, I'm not going to do the ear pull because that was her own tribute to her grandma every time she did that on her show. But I will sing her song to end our show tonight. (laughs) Say goodnight, Ted. Goodnight, Ted. We'll see (laughs) you. I'm so glad we had this time together. Just to have a laugh and share a song. Soon the Viking season will be fast approaching. And by week seven, we'll be saying what went wrong. <laughs>